Welcome to Radiant Alchemy with Sakara Ray. Take a little break and join me for a short little while while we contemplate ways that we can make our lives easier and more joyful and live more authentically in our life's purpose. Let's get started. Greetings, my dear ones. Today is a day that is maybe going to be a little bit less uh, inspiring and more along the lines of service um, and awareness and compassion. So I um, had originally recorded this several weeks ago, if not months ago, and I just kind of sat with it because I didn't like the way that it felt. And um, I decided to scrap it and just redo it today for whatever reason. So the day that I had recorded it was National Chronic Fatigue Syndrome Awareness Day. And, you know, every day is a day about something. We all know that. Um, but I had read, you know, several articles about invisible illnesses and particularly about the chronic fatigue. And it had sparked my thinking um, as many of you know, if not most of you, I myself have an invisible illness, and it is a uh, constant companion and a huge part of my life, but I realize that there are many, many, many forms of invisible illnesses, and one thing that I hope to do in the future is to raise a platform, like I said, of compassion and increased awareness for people where we can really try to start looking at folks through new eyes and without judgments. And so I just wanted to highlight a couple of areas and ways where invisible illnesses really affect people. And um, I'm not just talking about chronic fatigue syndrome. There are a lot of invisible illnesses. It could be anywhere from you know, mental illness, anxiety, bipolar, borderline personality disorder, um, addiction, things that people don't see but we struggle with, you know, in private. Or it could be something quite physical like chronic fatigue syndrome or fibromyalgia or lupus. And there are, I guarantee you, so many more people battling an invisible illness than you could ever possibly comprehend. And I can tell you, as a person with an invisible illness, it is often difficult, not that you want to walk around all day um, gaining sympathy um, or pity, but it is very difficult to present yourself to someone and you look... I'm putting air quotes, normal. You know, if you have cancer and you've lost your hair and you're emaciated or if you've suffered some kind of injury and you are missing part of a limb or have a large scar, those are things that are very clear and easy to discern. And so, you know, people's natural inclination is to be very kind and very supportive. And in fact, over the summer... Someone in my family had required two surgeries and 
when they would go out in public, um, they had to use a cane for several weeks as they were regaining their strength and um, recuperating. And people would just, you know, move out of the way and hold the door open and offer to, you know, reach something if they dropped their keys or carry their groceries out to the car for them. And it was just, you know, they were just amazed at how differently they were treated when someone could look at them and perceive that something wasn't right in their body. Whereas someone with an invisible illness, which I'm going to say chronic is almost synonymous with invisible in what I am talking about. So someone with an invisible illness where for weeks and months, if not years, you are not feeling right within yourself and you are struggling and your body or your brain are betraying you, but people look at you and you seem to be normal. It doesn't seem like anything is wrong with you. Um, or you were just sick last week, or this just happened a couple of days ago. How can this happen again? It becomes very um, wearisome, not just for the person that's experiencing it, but also for uh, this person's innermost tribe. And so I just want to bring a little bit more awareness and a little bit more compassion to this area so that we can be treating people with more kindness and more empathy. And I know we've all heard that quote about being kind because people may be struggling with something you have no idea about. So I just wanted to very quickly gloss over all of the areas that are impacted when someone has an invisible illness. Obviously, physical is a big part. Um, Very brief story on my end a couple of years ago I was having a really really bad flare and we had I don't know why between my family and my husband's family we end up having like eight versions of Christmas every year which I think is exhausting even for a quote-unquote normal person but we were um, back at my in-laws and I just was feeling so awful I just could barely get out of bed (coughs) excuse me And I was really struggling. And so I stayed behind and rested while everyone went to this one party. And I went a little bit later. And it literally was the only thing I could do just to sit. It was all I could do just to be there and to sit. And it was so hard just to do that. And I was watching everybody you know, drinking and eating food that I can't eat anymore and dancing and, you know, getting drunk and being silly and having a great time. And they were so free and so uninhibited and they weren't thinking about how they were going to feel tomorrow or in an hour. And when we got home or back to my in-laws after that party, I lost it and I cried so hard. And I said to my husband, you have no idea what I would give for five minutes just to be dancing around in goofy pajamas having a drink in the kitchen. You have no idea what that would mean to me to be able to have that experience. And all I could do was sit in that chair and not move. So, um, and I very rarely present that to anyone outside of um, like my husband, my parents, my sister. 
but it, it is real. It is part of what comes with having a chronic illness. So the physical part is really challenging and most people with an invisible illness try their absolute best to present as normal and without any kind of um, impairments or restrictions. Now, of course, what goes along with that, my segue is the emotional part. Even when you have people that love you and that want good things for you and are so willing to care for you and to accept you as you are, it still is a very depressing and lonely experience because at the end of the day, you're the only one that's going through it. And even when people love you and are there for you, they don't understand how you feel. They don't know what it's like to feel the way that you're feeling. And certainly when you're struggling for long stretches or chronically or day after day, it really does wear on you. So think of how you feel when you have a flu. You know, after like a couple days, you are a rancid human being and you're over it and you have no time for anybody. Or, you know, if you've lost someone, a partner or a parent or a pet, and you have these days where it's like, when is this going to end? When am I going to stop feeling this way? And with a chronic illness, you don't always get a break from that because it often doesn't end. So that is something else to be aware of if there's someone in your life that is struggling with a physical or mental chronic illness is that there is a lot of depression and a lot of anxiety that goes into it, especially when it comes to making plans because there can be a fear that this illness is going to interrupt or intercept something um, or the evening or how you want things to go. And so my next segue, see how smooth I'm being today, is the social aspect. And again, it's very isolating. And luckily for me, I have a wonderful tribe that accepts me exactly as I am and knows that when they make plans with me, there is a very good chance that I'm going to back out of them. And most of them don't care. The people that can hang do, and the people that can't don't. And that's okay. Um, one of my dearest friends, it was one of the last like nice days in the fall last year and it was a Saturday and she was off and I was off and so all day we're like okay we're gonna go for this little hike and by hike I mean like 20 minute flat nature walk because that's usually my best best that I can do um, and in the morning I said I really didn't sleep well I have a headache I need to rest a little longer and she said okay and then in the afternoon she checked in I said I don't know I think I need to go back to bed I'm just really having a hard day and she said okay and then in the evening, I said, well, now, you know, it's getting late and it's getting dark. And she said, why don't I just come out to you? And that's what she did. God love this friend. Oh, she's so amazing. She basically waited all day for me and then could perceive that I just was not well enough to go out and make this nature walk happen. And instead of getting angry and instead of saying, you ruined my day or you took up all my time, she said, I really just want to hang out with you. So why don't I just come to where you are and we'll just sit and that's what we did, and we had a great time. So I am so blessed that I have people like that in my life, but not everybody does. And if you have a chronic or invisible illness, as you well know, it does not um, sync with your calendar or wait for convenient times. It often will rear its ugly head at weddings and funerals and holidays and concerts 
and all of the things that mean the most to you because you've actually made an effort to be somewhere and do something and then it comes in and intercepts everything and so the social aspect is hard. Um, the last thing that I want to talk about I think is the financial aspect. So often people with invisible illnesses have to go outside of mainstream medicine. I know for myself, I bounced around from every kind of doctor you could think of for upwards of 20 years before I found a functional medicine doctor who said, oh, I know exactly what this is, ran some different blood work, and there it was in black and white, numbers on paper saying, absolutely, this is what this is. Um, functional medicine is not covered by insurance. It is not cheap. Um, and, you know, I think there is a big uptick in complementary and alternative medicine. And my hope is that one day insurance will begin to cover it. But often when you have an invisible illness and you become so desperate for relief or for answers or to have even a moment where you feel better in your body or in your brain, you will try and do anything. And so it is very costly between, you know, treatments, doctor's appointments, diagnostics, supplements, dietary changes, not to mention that most people with invisible illnesses are not able to work full time. Some people are not able to work at all. And it becomes very hard to care for yourself and maintain a quality of life when you can't work enough to provide for your own basic needs. Um, it is really true that you cannot afford to be poor. It's living in poverty is a terrible, terrible, terrible condition that I hope in our lifetime we can find a way to eradicate and make sure that everyone's basic needs are taken care of because no one should have to choose between paying rent and buying groceries or worry from month to month if their electric's going to be shut off. Um, we all deserve better than that. And, you know, even if somebody gets on disability or gets food stamps, it's just not enough to really survive or have any kind of quality of life whatsoever. Um, so the financial aspect is hard because when you're sick and you're not well enough to work full time, you probably don't get benefits. Um, and it just becomes this terrible downward spiral and not everyone is as lucky enough as I am to not only do what they love, but to be able to do what they love in a way that works for them. So I only work in office with clients from week to week, as many hours as I feel like I can handle, um, when I'm writing or creating or speaking. If I'm having a hard day, I'm able to do that in bed if I need to. And there certainly have been times where I have written stories or newsletters or created um, products for people or, um, you know, just spoken into the phone, recording ideas for podcasts. So I'm very fortunate that I've been able to find a way to thrive and work within what my body allows me to do. But that's not the case for everybody. So um, 
Yeah, so I know it's a little soapboxy today, and I'm sorry, but it's, it's obviously a cause that is important to me. It's impactful to me. It is part of my story. It is part of my journey. And I know that I'm not alone. And so I'm hoping that today I've been able to reach someone else that has an, inv an invisible illness that's going, oh my God, she gets it. I'm not alone. There is someone that understands. It's not just me um, or someone, you know, that really loves and cares for someone with an invisible illness that can go, hmm, I never really thought about it from that perspective before. And believe me when I tell you that when you have an invisible illness, you are well aware of what you are asking of the people in your life. And it is, um, the relationships are, are difficult at times. And I'm not going to get into that today. Maybe that will be another topic for another time. But um, if you are a caregiver or someone who loves someone that is chronically ill, believe me when I tell you that they are aware um, of how burdensome it can be and how unequal it feels not to be able to reciprocate or to be the friend or the daughter or the sibling or the parent that you so desperately wish that you could be. So anyway, I hope that gives you something to think about and gives you an exercise in compassion and loving kindness and increased awareness. So um, if you encounter someone that's sick or not feeling well, just be a little extra tender with them this week. And if you're someone that has an invisible illness, uh, give yourself a break. Relax and know that there are other people out there that get it and that go through the same things you do and that you're not alone. And if you need support and you want to connect with someone, you know where to reach me. You can call me. You can email me. I always love to hear from people. I always want to know how I can be and do better for you and be of good service. So until next time, take good care of yourself, make it a wonderful day, and we'll connect again soon. Thanks for listening. If you want to learn more about Sakara Ray and Sheeler or get in touch with me, please go to my website, www.sheeler.net, or send me an email at ray at Hope to hear from you soon.